You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome everyone to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round five of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Bears. Never underestimate the ones who can dance. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, it's because of you that we're able to keep this going. So thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. Blaine is not able to be with us tonight and he had a little statement for me to say. Uh, he's had a very busy weekend and he needed to spend some time with uh, his family and Lily. Uh, he was gone for over 20 hours over the last two days. So some, some needed family time right there due to his work. So Blaine is not with us. However, uh, we, we would also like to welcome back to the show, our special guest, Christian Ward from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. How are you doing, everybody? Good. Yeah, doing well. My family, on the other hand, doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> They're just happy to have some Me time neither. away from you. Actually, they do. They had to do with that shit before this season started. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, and of course, uh, I got a message today on Twitter asking about, uh, well, one, expressing some excitement for the show and having a question about double game weeks, which is going to be a big focus. Double game week players going to be a big focus of uh, the show this week. Uh, but it came from Jimmy, who was excited to learn that we do a, a YouTube broadcast live whenever we're getting the sound for the the podcast. And so Jimmy is with us today live. So hello, Jimmy. Thanks for joining us. And anyone else who's listening right now on the podcast, uh, if you are ever so inclined and you have no time or no no activities taking up your time at 930 Eastern Standard Time on Mondays, that's when we record live the this the show. And if you'd like to join us live for that, participate in chat, which you hear me reference often during uh, this broadcast, the show, then uh, please so, please do so. It's uh, always a lot of fun. So happy to have you, Jimmy. Happy to have everyone who also might be new and everyone who's joining us again on the regular. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, it's really, really fun having you all to interact with each week. Let's start before we get into double game week madness. Uh, if you haven't checked already, this look at the calendar it's it's a crazy double game week uh this is why we i call them rounds and not weeks because it actually spans two weeks in one round so just keep that in mind let's talk about round four though first how'd your teams do christian oh uh i got 91 points i think that's probably pretty good for the week um overall rank is 42 uh i took the calculated risk of, of uh, um, capping Velasco, which failed miserably. And, um, uh, but Vela, uh, Velasco has a heel paid off. So, hey, honey, right there. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I, uh, I got 92, overall rank 135, slowly creeping up. Um, I had some heavy misses with Jerusi, which I know I'm sure I'll get a lot of flack or have gotten some 
in discord already for hyping that Austin game. Um, Zella, you know, I, I went back and forth about whether or not I wanted him. Definitely wasn't going to captain him. He was a bust. Uh, and then Chicago defense and Chicago middies let me down because I did not go Shakiri. Um, and everyone, but Shakiri basically busted that game. Um, but the best left back in MLS saved my week. Um, I wanted to not do fall. I could afford it. And I kept being like, Oh, should I upgrade to him? Which ended up not having been an upgrade. Um, but I really wanted Hollingshead. I, I just kind of liked him in the game better. So I was able to use that money a little bit other places and didn't regret it. Went back and forth between Vela and Chicharito a lot, which I think a lot of people did. Um, and I landed on Chicharito, which was disappointing, but still good enough score slowly moving up in my overall, um, Happy, happy to see Hollingshead helping and heal, helping me out this week. Yeah, I had a very up and down uh, round. So I, I started out at the end of, of Saturday. I finished with 41 points on my bench. And I was like, yes, this, yeah. this is fantastic. I had 41 points and I had 41 on my bench. And I was like, this is going to be good. This is going to be so good. Uh, and, and that was, that was Vasquez. That was uh, Joseph Martinez. I had a, uh, another uh, Minnesota defender and Dane St. Clair as well. So I like all that was, I was, I didn't fall into the, the Cincinnati keeper trap and I didn't, I had my captain on Drusi, which ended up not, not playing out. When I saw the lineups for new England, I put in heel. So I got that, those points didn't have, have him as my captain there as i said and then sunday came and i as you may have noticed i was i was down on my butt hard with a stomach bug and so i missed that one of my seattle switcheroos was actually in the 18 and he came in the last two minutes of the game and and cost me my joseph martinez points uh but i also and i opted not to upgrade uh to vela and i left my captain on Drusi just because i i thought that Seattle game would yeah, me too. do better. Yeah. I mean, you got to eat a hat now. So yeah, I do have to eat Blaine's you, hat. I like think I said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I actually only ended with 90 points, but today I had to pay uh, a point tax to Skyler. And so 89 is what happens after I guess the adjustments, but I ended on 89, not, not bad. I won my pro rail league. So that was uh, a, a very happy result right there. Kind of a mixed bag of my head to heads. Uh, I won some, lost some. Uh, I lost one of my head to heads to black and red. Uh, one of our, our discord players, one of our top players, former champion, I believe. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. That was in uh, a special, head-to-head league that we have for some of the Discord members and uh, lost to him 89 to 100. Um, he told me not to mention that result if he lost. And then <laughs> once the game ended, he said, you're going to mention that result now, right? So <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I have to tell you, I was in the other room when Josh Tentio was warming up. And as a Seattle fan, my husband was like, oh, Josh is subbing in. He's getting healthy. And I sprinted in the other room and I was like, no. He's he's Reed Scrub. He was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, nope. Should have should have not been sick and paid attention to lineups better, Reed. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, nope, nope. But hey, it all happens. It was it was fun. I got some results that I needed. Still gained around three million, I think, 
in value. So I'm, I'm around 114.2, I think is what it is. So pretty good, still feeling pretty good about value gain for me, this, this whole first sort of champions league qualifier is mostly about value building. So that's, that's really where I like to, to see everything going. Uh, other than that, Blaine got 66 points, but again, he was gone for 20 hours this week. Not the best results, but thanks for sharing your result with us, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, some great scores seeing in Discord, 90s, 100s. Um, oh, so sorry, next. That was that was uh, that you had to drop some, but 70s. Uh, so I think people who who got in those high 80s to 90s had a good week. Um, other than that, it would really depend on your place in the rankings for for how you finish. But that's that's a good area to shoot for. Let's talk about some of the key takeaways before we get into some discussion topics, before we get into our housekeeping. Uh, I mean, general for me, there were questions about the performance, I think, of marquee players on the road this week a lot. We were talking about Zella. We were talking about Heal a lot uh, going into this round. And both Zella and Heal added wood to the fire of why you might consider them fixture-proof. They they had strong results for away teams. I mean, 14 points for Heal is, is a great score even at home, especially if you captain him. So I'm not saying they're fixture proof, but I'm saying like they're that's adding wood to the fire and definitely in the right situations, but it's, it's worth looking at these guys because they are being consistent. And that's important when we're looking at the fantasy form. Uh, and also, as I already mentioned, Ashley has to eat a hat. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Ashley, what about you? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Carlos Vela is just playing, toying with our hearts and our minds, I feel um a, another great outing from him after a terrible outing on the road to inner miami and yes that was on the road and this weekend was at home but inner miami is inner miami i think we all expected a little bit more from him once we saw he was starting that game um so you know who, who knows where to go with him i feel like as soon as he produces we all hop back on and then as soon as he gets hurt we all hop back off so i think it, we might be in for another roller coaster ish year with carlos vela um, that Philly defense looks to be solidifying. I was, I was impressed to see, to see that. Um, and while I definitely agree with you that that heel bonus point production was insane, uh, kind of everything else about new England feels off to me, not posting a ton of shutouts, um, giving up three to an expansion team, um, not seeing goal. I know that Bo and, and, and books didn't start, but you know, they're not getting on the score sheet yet. I, it just feels like a slow start over there with a team that last year broke the all-time points records, right? And if anything, they got better. They brought in Sebastian Legette, you know, I, so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I think to start the season, a lot of us were looking, you know, heel Bo Books a defender or, you know, keeper, whatever, three, three New England players for a couple of these home games. And now, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I'm not writing them off by any means, but um, another, another dicey outing for them. And then I, I figured you'd say it, but uh, FC Cincinnati two mm -hmm. in a row. Are we taking them? Are we taking them seriously? Is Brandon Vasquez a, a legitimate false nine? Are we, are we going there for fantasy? I, I don't know, <laughs> but they're going into a double game week. So I feel like if there was ever a time it's, it's now. We'll talk about it. Yep. Christian. I, uh, I, you know, I paid close attention to the Atlanta game. Uh, I paid close attention to all of them, but especially the Atlanta game. I really like what Almada did when he came on, and um, and Moreno just did not look good 
at all, not even a little bit. So Almada, and I've got the note here, Almada and Velasco are two mids that I'll be targeting once their minutes firm up. Velasco looks like he's the real deal from Dallas. Uh, he's on sets as well, most free kicks. And um, I'm really excited to see that guy. Uh, he really hooked up with, or he, he created some real opportunities for uh, Jesus Ferreira, um, who got the Hattie. Uh, wish, I, wish, uh, I wish Velasco had gotten the, um, the uh, assists for the, that Hattie because uh, I tapped him. Anyway, uh, uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, yeah. Um, Brooks Lennon can kick a dead soccer ball with acceptable accuracy. However, Lucho Acosta. <laughs> oh, that was so depressing. So, so hard to watch. Yeah. Okay. I was like, ah, yes. That's, oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have the impression that, you know, Lucho's ability to, uh, disappoint as a fantasy app asset is firmly intact. Possibly had some good underlying stats, but missing a PK yeah. hurts, but having a captain that only gets four points. And so he would have been a better captain option still for me. Priceless. Well, yeah, the last <laughs> Actually, no, not priceless because MLS that's exactly what that is. Uh, thanks so much for those quick takeaway guys. I have a second follow-up takeaway right here. And I wanted to point this out specifically at the top of the show, because I've seen this question multiple times on Twitter. Sometimes it's been addressed to me. Sometimes it's been addressed to people like Ryan or Skylar on the fantasy account. And I'm going to try to make a video about it when I can, but I wanted to address it right now. And that is how do you change your lineup? I've seen it multiple times. The the default lineup is a 4-4-2 and I'll see people post teams and they'll say, how did you get five midfielders? How did you get three defenders? What's what's, how do you change your lineup? And I just want to try to address this right now via the podcast. If you look at your team, either right now when everything is open to change or during the game, underneath your player in the middle, you should see two circles. One is an X, the one on the right, and that will remove the player. The one on the left of the middle is a red and green arrow in a circle pointing at each other, following each other. This is the substitute button. It's what you'll use during the game if you make a manual substitution, but it's also what you'll use when the game is not live right now to set your field. So right now on my bench, I have two forwards and a defender, which means on my field, I have four defenders, five midfielders, and one forward. There are minimums for what you have to have. You can never have fewer than three defenders. You can never have fewer than one forward and you have to have three midfielders at least. So the game won't let you sub those players out if you are already at those minimums. But with this lineup right here, I can make any substitutions I want to my defense or my midfield. So if I want to say, put Brandon Vasquez onto the field, I just click the green and red circle icon. And then everybody on my field is now active except my goalkeeper. My forward is active because I could swap them and still have one forward right there. But if I want to have a 4-4-2, then I would just hit this transfer button, click on one of my midfielders, and it swaps the midfielder to my bench, puts my forward on the field. If I want to add another forward out there, so Martinez, and I want to go with a 4-3-3, I click on this transfer button, click on another midfielder, puts Martinez on the field and the formation changes automatically. You hit save and it's locked in. 
So that's how you'll make your changes. You always use that transfer substitution button, whatever you want to call it. And then it will activate the players. You'll see they'll get slightly bigger if you're watching the screen animation when it, when it happens. Uh, it'll activate the players who you had the ability to swap. If you do it with one of your field players, it will highlight the bench players that you can swap them with. Or if uh, you can't swap anybody, they just wouldn't be highlighted. But it's, it's usually going to be the bench if you're taking someone from your field. should always be the bench. But someone you're going to take from the field. So that's how you do a transfer, a, a manual transfer. And that's how you set the lineup on the field for what you want it to be going into the round. It'll also change as well during during the game if you're making those manual changes. But that's how you change that lineup. So I hope there's also instructions in the how to play tab. Everything you there's no pictures. Like I love how you just like right. described that a lot more vividly. But <laughs> if you if you if you hover over how to play and just your general like the fantasy homepage on a browser, if you scroll down, there's a whole section about selecting your team, how many you can have in each position how you physically sub them in when you can no longer sub them in, in the game. Um, that, that would be, a, it, it's more thorough than what you just said, because you, what you just said is the exact way to do it. <laughs> right. Like the, like the precise actions. Um, yeah. But that, if you want a little more detail about it, if you head over to the how to play section on the fantasy homepage, you can, you can read about it more. Yeah, no, fantastic tip. And then also one tip from our chat from black and red is that make sure that you always refresh your page after making a change. So you'll want to save your team and then refresh just to make sure things have worked out appropriately. But I will leave the page and then come back to it <laughs> to make sure, because I've been burned on browsers more than once, which is too many times. Excellent. But I hope that I helps. I never refresh and Oh, well, good for you. Try doing it when you're away on international trip and hoping that you <laughs> locked it in. Yeah. So I just wanted to cover that real quick at the top of the show because I've seen that question a few times and I hope that helps. Uh, I will try to make a video about it sometime as well as a new switcheroo video, uh, but I did want to address that. So uh, again, hope that helps. Let me know. Uh, but now let's transition into our housekeeping section for round five. All right, let's start with housekeeping for round five and also our double game week review right here. I know it's been a while, everybody. Uh, quick little, have to touch base on this, uh, MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational Shift in the leaderboard has happened uh, with a record of 4-0-0 by points because two teams, two players have a record of 4-0-0. Christian Ward is winning the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League right yeah. now. Yeah, dethroned. Yeah, yeah. Dethroned last week's guest, Ryan. That's not going to last. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Enjoy it while it's here, Christian. Uh, quick updates from our Pro Rail League. Uh, in the Champions League, Ben Lyon of FC Bird Turgler is still leading. He's also the number one player overall, so that's that's some tough competition there. Uh, but there are three teams who are tied with 4-0-0 in the Champions League. Ashley, what about the veterans? Yeah, it's still Almeida's vibes, FC. Um, Firestone. So they week one, they didn't have it, and they've had it every week since, so. And then in the development league, update from Blaine, uh, FC Red Bull Green Mountain is still on top, and uh, but there are only four teams with a perfect score left, so that is based on points right there. So I, I love that we have so many people who are still competing right there with points because as soon as someone slips, it's going to be drastic changes in the Pro Rel League. And, of course, I'm no longer in the relegation zone, so I'm happy about that. 
Okay, the actual round five, what I know a lot of you all have come to to listen about, uh, the games start on Saturday, March 26th at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Charlotte versus Cincinnati. Now, like I mentioned at the top of the show, take a real close look at this lineup. We have Saturday, Sunday, and then Saturday, Sunday. This is two weeks of games shoved into one fantasy round. Again, this is why I call them rounds and not weeks because crazy stuff like this happens. And it's a simple question. Why did, why did this happen? It's so that we didn't only have a round with three teams or three games with six teams total. Would have not been fantastic for the differentials and just chalk teams. It would have been crazy. That's the simple reason of why this is happening. International breaks, call-ups, MLS still, the MLS fancy game still continues to go. The league still continues to go. And this is what happens is we have some weird weeks and weird rounds. But, but this has created a double game week for us that's kind of a faux double game week. You're, we have six teams who are playing technically a double game week. And what that means is you're going to get their points twice. So let's just use an easy example. FC Cincinnati is one of the teams, one of the six teams that is going to be playing twice during round five. If you have Vasquez, if you have Brandon Vasquez on your team and he gets two more braces, if he scores four more goals over these next two weeks, you will get all of those points. All four goals will count for your fantasy score. If he's your captain, you will get double from all four of those goals. Last year, you would only get the highest game. That's gone. We're back to the classic scoring. It will be the combined score for the player over both games. So that's going to be very important to remember as we're going forward. Tonight, we're only going to be talking about the double game week player options. Now, you may think, I just want to load up my team with all double game week players. Not true. Uh, ever since I've been playing this game, there are, I don't think it's ever been a double game week round where at least one single game week player hasn't made the dream team, hasn't been a viable contender because MLS, because crazy things happen. So I'm going to tell you right now, we'll remind you again, it's likely going to be smart to have a couple of positions that you don't have a double game week player. And you look at some of those strong single game week players. We'll be talking about them next week so that we can just focus on those single game week guys because you'll have plenty of time. Only these double game week teams will lock for this round. So uh, that's the quick re review of how double game weeks work. These teams are going to lock. You're not going to be able to move them. And you're going to get the double points from both of their games. So they're going to be ideal captain targets. They're going to be some potential great keeperoos in here, some great switcheroo options, depending on how you want to stack everything up. Um, but it's, it's going to be very interesting and it's nice it's, it's nice that it's just six teams because it's an easy introduction for some of the newer players right here so the rest of the teams in a double game week this week we have sporting kansas city portland real salt lake uh, charlotte cincinnati and orlando of those teams portland is playing both of their games at home and real salt lake is playing both of its games on the road it's also important because as we talked about home and away form is, unless you're someone like Zella or, or Heal, is important in how this works. Sometimes it can factor into tired legs, rotations, all that good stuff, or the lack thereof for maybe Portland since they get to play at home and rest at home. That's also two 
two weeks. So grain of salt, the faux double game week right here. But that's how it comes out. Sporting Kansas City, Portland, RSL, Cincinnati, Charlotte, Orlando, all your double game week teams right there. Uh, now, that being said, just because they're playing twice doesn't mean that some people might still be missing because it is an international call-up time. And so some players are going to be likely missing. Uh, Tyler has done a great job at updating the mega reference about this. And I'm going to turn it over to Christian right now to give us a quick rundown of uh, how we can find that and who we should be keeping an eye on for being gone. All right. Um, I just wanted to point out something that Michael Denton your former co-host. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good. Chat. Um, uh, do you want to do it, Reed, before I launch into this? Uh, no, I, I can highlight what is what I think he's saying. Um, it's uh, if you're looking at sort of, I think he's talking about the averages. He he says it's not yeah. really two times the points. Uh, apply the games, have a quick week routine. So you you will get the total points of both games, the way a double game week works for the averages is players usually average about one and a half times more points than usual. So those double game week players tend to still be more desirable because they will average more. It's not a, a straight up two times their points average. It's, it's more about one and a half times points. There could be rotations. There could be tired legs. There could be a number of things that, that, that happen. I think, he, I think he's saying it's the effective result. Like, you know, like if you, I mean, that's on a normal double game week, like when there's like two games in an actual midweek, midweek, week. when we have like Tuesday, Wednesday games, and then everybody plays that same weekend. That's yeah, a traditional but since, since this is sort week. of like smashing two yeah. game weeks to get, or two yeah. weeks to get, you know, like, yeah. I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that that 1.5 times the points you should be expecting is, uh, yeah it necessarily applies i don't know it is um, it's, that's why i was going with faux double yeah. game week but no no it's it's a good point this this is going to be kind of a weird one uh, and you could very well get double uh i mean vasquez could come back in with double hat tricks who knows yeah who knows you might be dreaming on that one <laughs> i like it i mean Might've he's in my team i'll take it yeah. sure. all right call-ups so for charlotte uh alan franco is his name really alan franco mm-hmm. i do that too <laughs> Uh, and McCown, McCoon, McCown uh, are both called up. Ronald Matarita from Cincinnati. And Powell, Office Powell, right? Uh, he's not on the list anymore. Great. So, oh, he come off. Orlando, Pedro Galese, Mendez, and Facundo Torres are all called up. Tuiloma is the only Portland player that's called up. SKC. RSL. Oh, yeah, RSL. Miram, Justin Miram. Sorry. I'm, well, he doesn't count. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Miram, you, you can Miram. skip those two SKC guys. If you can't say their names, they don't play for them, right? Yeah. We don't know, they, um, we don't know those two guys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try because okay. it's gonna be funny. Uh, Zionis. Yeah. Vishnovic. No, hang on. Vujanovic. Okay. And and Dembe. Did I get it right? Yeah. Sam? That one. That one I know. Right. Those are the three that are called up. And is that it? Is that Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. For for the full list, just head over to the Discord, and that's in which channel? So that's in that's in the Fantasy Tools. Fantasy Tools channel. So yeah, head over that to uh, to check out everything that's there. The easiest way to get access to that is mlsfantasyboss.com/slash/discord. Uh, it's in the top bar right there at, at the website, and uh, there's the code to join. It's 
It's easy. It's free. And it's fun. Isn't it, Christian? Yep. Okay. Boatloads. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. We've, we've got over 1,200 maybe more members now, and there's always some great conversation going on. So some of the top, as you know, some of the top players in the game, Black and Red, uh, Ben Lyon, Ryan Anderson, Todd Modisette, uh, some of the people who are easily in the top 10, 20 people of the game are, are right there who hang out all the time, answer questions, Panda, people who you hear on the show. So it's been Christian, who's been in our, our experts league. Uh, so it's a great place. Definitely check it out. All right. Well, that's what we have for the Collops. Again, check all that out. This strange faux double game week. And that was our quick review of how the double game week system works. I hope that was helpful for those who asked about it and uh, for those who are new and haven't experienced the double game week before. Just know we'll, we'll talk about this again because this, is, this isn't a real one. This isn't a real one. Yeah. Uh, but now let's move on to actually talking about the double game week players who we are targeting for round five. All right, let's now talk the double game week player targets we have for round five. And I said that specifically because, as I said in our last segment, this is a strange, weird foe double game week. So we're only going to talk about the double game week players from the six teams on a DGW this week. Next week, we'll be talking about the single game week players who are still going to be eligible in round five. So you may not want to fill up your team with all double game week players because there, there are some decent single game week games and we'll talk about those next week. But tonight we're talking double game weeks. And as always, we're starting with keepers and defenders. I will make one comment right here. I know that lots of people are going to be talking about con coming up. And I think it makes a lot of sense based on the, the timing, but I don't know. I, I just don't know about that one, Ashley. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. I think what's enticing about him besides price, first of all, he took a price hit, right? For those of us who, who tried to keep room him, he went down from 4.5 to 4.4. Um, but he, the timing of his games where he plays the very first game of the first week, um, and then he plays in the second game of the real following weekend gives you time to pivot to a single game week keeper if you so desire. Um, I don't love any of these six teams for shutouts in both games. So to me, rolling with him and seeing if, if since he can ride this momentum into Charlotte, pull off one shutout, um, I, I think it's worth how cheap he is because there are some good single game week keeper options, which we'll talk about next week. So um, I think it's set up well, but I'm not incredibly confident that he'll hit with enough points um, to, to keep a whoever you start. I would not definitely please don't start him. Um, I, I think that goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways. Uh, but I, I am looking at that just because I feel like the timing of the games is kind of set up for it. Um, so I, I have him on my bench right now for a keeper to slide into a single game week keeper. Um, if, if he, if he can't hit, if he doesn't get a bonus points. Um, and then, you know, I kind of go back and forth with what I like between just three teams, which is RSL, Orlando and Portland. Um, I'm not really looking at, <laughs> at. Cincinnati, Charlotte, or SKC for defenders this week because um, I think Christian is going to echo me here. I don't really look – I'm not really looking at clean sheets with a lot of these players. I'm looking at bonus point production. Um, clean sheets would be great. I think they're, they're, they could be out there this double game week, but 
nothing is jumping off you know the page at me saying oh this is a shutout so um i like brody and i like glad they're similar enough in price that i think it's kind of just up to your preference um i always go back and forth between liking a, a center back and a winger um i'm doing the same thing with antonio carlos and ruan and orlando um Antonio Carlos's bonus points productions are just too good and consistent right now to not take him. Um, so that's who, who I'm leaning towards for Orlando. And then again, going back and forth between center backs and wing backs, uh, McGraw and Van Rankin. McGraw was like kind of a joke to some of, some of us to start this season at this cheap, cheap kids to slot in um, on the bench for a price rise, but he's continued to price rise and he's continued to start. Um, I think he, he, he's a decent shout with, with Tuoloma out as well. Um, I like Van Rankin. He gets more bonus points. He has higher projected points. But when I watch him play, he's just like one decision away from a red card. He's kind of dicey. Um, he reminds me of some of my favorite defenders in MLS history because I love a good hothead. But in fantasy, <laughs> a good hothead can, can come back to bite you. So um, I don't know that he's ever produced that type of discipline. But like I said, when I watch him, uh, I get a little concerned that, that he might not make the full 90. So I don't know a ton about how Portland will rotate, um, which that also makes me lean towards McGraw because Tui Lom was out. So they're going to be thinner at center back depth. Um, but again, for me this week, it's bonus points, not shutouts with these double game week players. Uh, and I don't know if I necessarily see a shutout coming from Portland. So um picking someone that has better bonus point potential might be the best bet there. And then my fourth defender, again, we'll talk next week, is going to be a, a single game week player. Christian, what do you want to add? Um, under clean sheets, let me look at my notes. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. That's what I have written. Um, anyway, Fair. Uh, it's echoed in chat. Uh, this is also in my notes, go for bonus point producers. I have a rule that, that is, that is hard and fast on double game weeks from 2019. And that is pick center backs who are almost guaranteed a double start um, unless someone gets injured or carded. Uh, and they are generally speaking the highest bonus point producers on your defense. So why flirt with disaster? I mean, pick some center backs. Um, I'm avoiding Portland center backs just because uh, there is a very good chance that Mabiala and Zuperich will be back at some point in the next two weeks. So if you start one, like McGraw and uh, Zuperich or Mabiala come back, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> Um, also, um, I have a note here, Cam, uh, Cam was so, uh, generous to, uh, provide about, uh, clean sheets. If, if you're considering Sporting Kansas City or RSL, he's, he throws out there the SKC RSL overall series is tied at 16 wins apiece with 53 total goals scored. And that averages out to be 3.3 goals per match which surprised the crap out of me so i thought i'd share that and um the, the only thing that i'm thinking of when i read that stat now is is um i'll be damned if i can figure out who they're going to come from in this match um with uh 
Sporting Kansas City's attack all messed up and, and uh, RSL's defense looking pretty good. I'm not sure that I would bank on many goals from Sporting Kansas City. But um, so for a keeper, there are two options that I'm seriously looking at. Um, first one was a solo option with Ivatich from Portland. Uh, uh, two home games and, uh, and, uh, you know, because it's bracketing the, the game week, I, uh, or the round rather, I, um, just going to go solo with that. Um, also I'm looking at, uh, Khan for the reasons described above, but I'm going to twist or, uh, throw a fallback of Yarborough. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, he's got the best bonus points, but we're not supposed to talk about single game weeks. Uh, get more into it later. Uh, the one oh. thing I will add, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to add, the one thing I'll add about uh, defenders is I've seen some people mention Fontas in, in chat right now. Blaine had a note that said that it's actually um, Isamat Mirren who has the best bonus point production right now. It's actually not right. It's actually Zussi. Uh, by one point, but for center backs, for, for center backs. Yes. Uh, But Zussi actually technically has more points and all of his are actually defensive bonus points. None of his are attacking bonus points either, but um, the both Fontas and uh, uh, Samat Mirren are 7.4. Zussi is 6.7. So there's just a couple of other options and names to throw out at you. So for, for defenders, I'm looking at, um, I'm going to break the rule that I just uh, told you about because Justin Glad came off injured. He was originally in my, uh, in my lineup. Uh, so Aaron Herrera, pretty sure he's, he's going to be back. He's a winger though. You think he's replacing Justin Glad? No, I would have Justin Glad if I, if he. If, oh, got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. If he's healthy. Um, but Herrera uh, is, is pretty explosive and I'm, for Ashley reasons, I'm looking at Herrera. Um, And uh, so I'm torn between, because this is a really, really crappy double game week for teams who are on double game weeks, uh, mainly because there there are so few of them. Um, You're always, I try to avoid having attackers going, going against my defenders, if at all possible. But of course, since there's only six teams, that's going to be almost impossible to pull off this week and still have all double game week players if that's what you're going for. Um, so I have both Orlando center backs. Antonio Carlos is a hard lock for me. Uh, I might switch uh, Jansen out for somebody else. I don't know. And then I've got both the Philly, you know, two Philly uh, uh, wing backs as fallbacks. Um, I should also note that I'm going to do a five at the back auto rule because on a double game week like this, it just seems to me that it's the best option. You get the best of three from your bench and um, it's less headache to deal with. Um, So I would suggest actually, if you're confused about formation, Look at the five at the back, Otteru, with two defensive scrubs slash two defensive fallbacks. Um, so that's it for me. Good deal. Well, let's move on to midfielders then. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah. 
Um, I did a hard deep dive because there's so many amazing people that do these international call-up checks. And I was so concerned that Amy Chara was actually called up for Columbia. He's not, everyone was right. I was paranoid for no reason. Um, Yumi Chara leads the book for me this week for middies because of the two home games. They're not missing enough people um, to make me not continue to like his bonus point production. I don't know how many bicycle kicks he has left in him, but I missed the first two. So I'd like to benefit from at least one this season if I can. Um, I just like him better. We'll have uh, probably a decent back and forth here about Blanco and, and if you want to go Blanco and how his minutes are increasing. But when I go into a double game week, I want the player that's playing the hottest, not the guy I think might come back. I think Sebastian Blanco is a better fantasy pick when everyone's healthy and playing. But to go into this weird, awkward double game week, I, I just don't like him enough to have him in my team. And I don't like both of them enough to have them both. So for me, it's Yimmy over everyone else in the Portland midfield. I like Ruiz from Real Salt Lake. I haven't watched him a bunch. I feel like I'm chalky with that pick, but when I look at his point production, I like what I see. Um, going back and forth between Pereira and Junior Urso for Orlando, I, I would have wanted Torres, but with him being called up, um, you know, Pereira's on more free kicks. I think Junior Urso is a little more explosive. He tends to play high up the field as well. Um, he, he didn't start the first game and then he got a goal. Um, he's a little cheaper. I, do, I don't necessarily need the money this week, but I still always like to have it in case people don't start the first round or I do want to plug single game week players in or I need to fill a scrub spot or something. Um, so I'm going back and forth between the two of them. I do like Lucho. I wrote his name down, but I always just kind of hesitate with him since he's come to Cincinnati because he's, he's just boom or bust, right? Like even last week, his, like you said, Reed, his point production was there, but then he missed a PK. So he didn't really provide the points that you would think he would. I think the matchups do kind of favor him this week, except for Montreal. Montreal, I think it's going to be um, a little difficult, especially now that they're out of champions league and you know, they don't have any, any games going on in between when they come to Cincinnati. But um, I still think if you're, if you're going double game week, Acosta is, is a good look. And then, you know, Christian, and I kind of talked about it pre-show if anybody was, was listening before we, we started recording. Um, I, I think I'm into Ben Bender. I know people are going to say chalk hype, whatever. Um, but we watched, in my house, the first two home games that, that Charlotte had. And in the first one, I thought he looked goodish, but you know, not a big player, not an expensive player, not a fantasy point producer. And then last game, I thought he legitimately looked awesome. Um, he's taking corner kicks. He's getting involved. Um, I think now that it's come out that say it again for me, Swiderski. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if he's around and not gone on international duty, I, that gives him someone to target. And so he's cheap. If you need a cheap play, um, I don't know that I want to start him, but I'm taking him more seriously uh, than I think I should. And then again, you know, we'll, we'll talk next week, but there's some of these single game weeks of, of home teams on next week's single game um, that are interesting me enough to talk me out of a full double game week midfield. So I, I, I'm trying to leave one spot open. And I, I might be at the expense of Ben Bender, but I don't know. I'm, I kind of like him. All right, Christian, who do you want to add? Not Ben Bender. Oh, come on. 
Give the kid uh, a seems, chance. He just seems too trappy for me without Swiderski there to like finish anything he's creating. Yeah, agree. If but um, if he's there, right? You said he didn't get called up. Well, he he got called up, but he didn't go. Um, and then I'm reading over here now that, I mean, the language is just a little bit murky. Not murky. Yeah. Um, Do be determined. Not, he likely will not go. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know. I agree with you. So, if he's not there, I don't like Ben Bender. <laughs> yeah. But if he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, watch Ben Bender get like 30 points. <laughs> That's fine. You I can mean, eat a hat then. Yeah, I'll eat a hat. Um, <laughs> I'm not eating Blaine's hat. Forget no, it. No, I know. I'm a, I regretted it. It's um, so I've got the chalk picks. Uh, Lucho uh, Ruiz from uh, RSL. Uh, Remy Walter I've got. Yimmy Chara. Um, and I'm hoping Yimmy Chara collects bicycle goals like his brother collects yellow cards. Yeah. Um, also, I have uh who do i have i lost the line uh because i'm weird all right oh yeah um i'm one of those blanco believers uh i i think that he goes at least 120 this this uh this round uh and if he goes 120 his xg is like amazeballs i honest to god i don't have the number in front of me um i just am soaking up like the group think on that one but his xg is 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 high and um he's effective and he changes games and so i may just do that he's um, cheap because he's taking a price hit every week big time yeah i did you know he'll probably if he doesn't score like you know 25 points he's probably going to stay the same or drop but um well maybe not um and i've got a pivot to carlos heel as well if if uh if, uh, oh crap, I mentioned a single game of player. I'm going to get kicked off. Come on, Christian. Boot, boot. Nope, nope, thanks. It's okay, we'll we'll touch more on that uh, next week. Uh, nothing else really to, to add. Blaine was also looking at Torres um, as, some, uh, as an option, but he also has most of the same things you guys have already talked about. So Torres let's... from Orlando, who got called up. Yeah. Uh, I guess he did do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he just wrote Torres, Torres. So see, yeah. 66 points, not even paying attention. Nope. Just told me I sounded like I was in a box. Oh. Hashtag priorities. Yeah. Blame, yeah. Blame. Trying to torpedo everybody. Not being <laughs> on the show. Not being on the show. Uh, let's move on to our four words. Ashley. I'm going to let Christian go first. Sure. Just his name. Why? I don't know. Because I went first last time. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got, of course, Brandon Vasquez Schmidt uh, from, uh, from, uh, that team of Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Um, Ashley, move your cursor, dang it. I can't even read right. my... Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so if Sw- Swiderski starts, I'm putting him straight into my team because uh, I think that he is going to be... And, and then I, would, I will look at Ben Bender if that is the case. If he does not start the first game, I will... Uh, pivot to Miasgota. Uh, even though I don't like uh, Miasgota, I will I will put him in my team because that's what you do on a double game week. Um, and then I've got a pivot to Higuain. Bum bum bum. Yeah, they didn't get his redemption last week. Yeah, tantrum tantrum. Ashley, uh, 
yeah i i also like brandon vasquez um he he was on my bench this past week and i was so happy with him um and then i also like schmidt from rsl i think it's fair to give bobby wood a shout as well um but schmidt's shockingly cheap with very similar production um but i i I do want to throw Bobby Wood's name out there just because I think he's earned it. Um, I, I don't know that I'll pick him up just because Schmidt's at the price that he is. Um, I'm not a big fan of Nizgoda, and it's just because of the boomer bust phenomenon. You know, he hasn't played enough in the last two seasons for me to have a real feel for him. But when I look at his points just across these first three weeks, right, it's nothing and a goal and he didn't score his first yeah. goal until last week um he picks up no extra points Swiderski to be fair also in the first two games got just minutes played um Rin and I talk all the time about being hesitant with the striker who only produces points when they score goals if a striker's scoring goals every game you would Yosef is the same way right yeah if a striker's scoring goals then who cares um I don't hence, trust hence my my Higuain pick yeah, I mean, it, totally. I hear he's that big more time. as a 10 and he's earning bonus points. And- exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that Vasquez, and I know he didn't produce for, for people the first, what, week, two weeks when, when he was a lot of people's cheap bench play. Mm. Um, but the way he's playing at a false nine and their matchups, he's a lock for me, but he's picking up points other than just the goals. And, and mm. I always hesitate with these people that I don't know well, that don't start often as go to starting because more is hurt. Um, I don't, I just, I don't like him enough to pick him up. Um, I'll probably have that third spot as a single game week striker, like you're referencing too, just because I know he's on a double game week. I, sh- I should put him on my bench at least or put him in, but, um, I don't like his point production when he played last year. And then as, as we've come into this season, I don't know if it's just cause he's the only guy, right. I mean, the only other striker they have listed is, is more who's, who's hurt um indefinitely well, i don't even so i but don't put i don't Blanco up there sure yes that is i think something that's that's going to benefit Blanco. <laughs> yeah once <laughs> once he starts getting more consistent minutes i think you're right i think they'll play him kind of like seattle plays jordan morris as this kind of yeah. false nine kind of attacking wing style striker um but for fantasy listings like we can't manipulate that to make right. blanco be our third striker right so um i think Looking at Nisgoda makes sense. I think Swiderski, I know I keep saying his name wrong. Um, no, that's right. Oh, great. Makes sense. But I hesitate with them that we're just doing it because of the double and that their point production actually isn't there. Does, does that make yeah. sense? You know what I'm saying? I had a I had a pseudo argument this morning with somebody who's pretty good at fantasy games in general about uh-huh. double game week philosophies and um, – you know, there are exceptions, like Carlos Heel would be an exception um, uh, for single game week players I'm talking about, um, where you look at Remy Walter, and he's probably going to get a 10 max, maybe a 12, unless he scores, right? Sure. His floor is going to give him, like, about 10 points, maybe 9, maybe 11, who knows. Um, whereas, you know, like, pretty – pretty safe bet you put a guy on set pieces um well i mean it's not really a safe bet but it's it's a safer bet given their form and and fixture 
uh, strength and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that, that you put a guy like Zellerion or Heal or somebody else who's on set pieces who's a, a stud on the team um, has a really good chance of outscoring a double game week player. Sure. So for those reasons, okay. And then here's the other thing that I think got lost in this podcast episode is that okay. we need single game week players because we need scrub options. Yes. So can I okay. uh, reiterate what you're saying for, for people that, that don't know the game as, as well as, as you do. Sure. So what, what we do oftentimes in these lineups is we will start a single game week player that we legitimately like Higuain, someone, right. And put a double game week player that we're apprehensive about, but are picking up because it's a double game week on the bench. And that way, you don't, I think Nisgoda for me is a perfect example, right? I, I don't know that I could actually start him. I'd put him on my bench and I'd have two, at least two single game week players. I like, that if my bench doesn't hit, they'll play for me. But if Nuzgoda gets a brace in both games, because that single game week doesn't happen until later, I can scrub that player out. Um, And and then some people, I don't, I feel like you do do this, will set a whole team of people who actually play. And as the points produce, scrub out the later games players. You have to I always start with a no scrub. That's what I thought, yeah. If I can afford it. (laughs) Exactly. So in that situation you really have to pay attention to to lineups to everything can't be sick can't have families like reed and blaine every weekend now so that's that's a a trickier strategy but it helps you get the most out of the points your your team score you know as as the weekend goes on so yeah and that's why i brought up the auto route because yeah that's the true switcheroo which you were talking that's the true switcheroo is to have everybody like 18 players yep yep so Yeah, Reed. Who do who who do you like for start? Anybody different? I mean, I know Vasquez. Okay. No, I think you guys covered the ones that that I'd be looking at for double game week. Vasquez, I think, is the easy lock. Um, I think the conversation is going to be between the R- which RSL starter you want because they mm-hmm. both have some production right now. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a game day call. Uh, Blaine agreed with or also had Nesgoda on his list. I'm I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence with that one too. But I understand. I agree with all the arguments you guys have or suggestions you guys have mm-hmm. made. So uh, I think those are the the prime double game week get players yeah but i wasn't sure if you guys would get to it I had to run off with help with baby rue real quick but let's talk about captains do you guys have a dgw captain or are you saving that for a single um christian uh i wouldn't even consider a single game with captain mm-hmm. not this week no so do you um, like i like blanco blanco or or yimmy like sure. If Blanco starts the first game, it's going to be Blanco. Ashley. Yeah, I like Yumi too. I always struggle emotionally captaining Portland players, but there's been so many times that it's the right thing to do. Um, so I just, the double home, the decent matchups, you know, both Orlando and, and Galaxy are kind of hard to predict this season, um, which I think benefits Portland. And like I said, they're not really missing anybody. They might even be getting players back. Um, over this two-week span. But the Brandon Vasquez of it is just super intriguing to me, but it feels like such a trap. It feels like captaining someone who just got a hat trick the week before, who never got a hat trick. He plays for a consistent one-spoon winning team who has looked better, we have to say, but um, 
I don't, I don't know. I just feel this weird pull towards him that I think will only hurt me. I don't know. Reed, you're a Cincinnati fan. Maybe you can talk me out of it, but I just, I, I don't know what it is about how he's looked and how he's played, you know, last week and, and kind of across the season, honestly. Um, and the matchups, I think favor him. Um, so I don't know. I, I have it on Yimmy. I think it'll probably stay there, but um, Vasquez is, keeps floating in the back of my mind as well. Yeah, it's a risk uh, because Vasquez is not a – this is going to sound weird. Vasquez is not a fantasy forward, and by that, as you've heard her say before, he scores. That's all he does. He's either going to get you a brace, a hat trick, a goal, or two points. Like that's, that's what he's going to do because he is your classic target, body-up, big-man – forward and he's not going to provide those bonus points so if if you want him that's why it's so this is why i rarely ever captain a four because it's so dangerous yeah. that if he gets nothing then you're going to come away with eight points this yeah. this round now is he going to get nothing in with two bites at the apple over two full weeks with two full weeks of rest um maybe not because the guy loves to shoot. Last week, he was leading the league in shots. Acosta yeah. was leading the league in key passes. That's probably still not true, but shots made for baskets. I haven't looked at the stats today, but the boy loves to shoot. Boy has great underlying stats, and he's just been just been hungry for the opportunity to be a starter, and he has that here now with Cincinnati. So it's, it's not a crazy option at all if you wanted to throw it on Vasquez. Um, I... I doubt he's going to get rotated. It, it seems like everyone's has a good argument for why they should be where they are. I mean, Baji is doing great up there as a partner. Vasquez is putting up points. Brenner is coming back to being healthy. So he's not, he's not out of favor. He's just not been fit yet. And so that's going to be, that's a, I mean, we got three options, huh? Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> what's going on? It's crazy. Yeah. So well, my problem with, with capping Vasquez is that he is, on a team that's a prime candidate for bench plays. Yeah, no, exactly. They end much early. Better switcheroo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have, I have a triple stack and it's on my bench and that's for, for Cincinnati. I never thought I would say those words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. So, so, yeah. I mean, like you're kind of forced into it almost like Lucho's on my bench. I mean, like I would normally start that guy, but it's a double game week, but, I need the the, the fle- flexibility, so he's on my bench. Almost always start five midfielders. Reed, who are you doing? I haven't decided yet. I, I'm in the same uh, agreement with you guys. Uh, Yimmy and Vasquez are kind of, I think, the the two common picks you're going to have this this week. I, I don't think Orlando has any good options. I don't think Sporting Kansas City has any reliable options. I'm it's the same thing. Copy and paste for Real Salt Lake. I know. Um, their forwards have been sharing points as well. So I think those are your two chalk captains for sure. Uh, someone in, in chat mentioned it was heel, a captain option that we should probably, I guess we could mention that right now, since it, it might be on some people's minds. I think a double game week captain is the best choice because of your, just your point raw point potential but a player like heel i could see being in the conversations because he is at home he is historically fantastic with bonus points i'm concerned about their team's overall form as ashley already mentioned earlier in the show i think that i think that's valid but i mean he's he's one of those guys which you could put up against 
some double game week players and say, yeah, but one game from heel saw 14 points on the road last week. Is that going to match up? So um, he's one of those guys you could put up there as on in your consideration, but, but don't forget that if you're going to want these double game week guys, you're going to have to decide this week for this round. You can't, you don't have that luxury of waiting and saying, if you, if you don't pick one of these guys, you have to pick a single game week player. Yeah. Pay attention to matchups and who's there and who's missing. Like, I mean, like if Swiderski's out, that makes, that pretty much makes uh, Charlotte toothless on the attack. I mean, like you just, you don't have much there. And so that makes that, that in and of itself makes uh, um, Khan a viable keeper root pick. Yeah, no, that that timing is just fantastic for whenever you have a double game week. I always look for teams that wrap up early like that because they are just prime uh, bench options right there because it gives you so much more flexibility, especially if you have a good budget built up. So it's great. Uh, The last thing I'll address before we wrap up the show is a a comment I saw in in chat uh, that jogged my mind. Some people are saying, I guess I should be playing more attention to bonus points right now. Yes, absolutely. Those bonus points, especially in double game weeks, equal typically a, a great floor for what you're looking for in a player. But that also means some of these players that you might overlook like defensive midfielders who have consistent floors, maybe five, sometimes six points might actually have a good score this week. So if you're looking at some of those guys that are defensive midfielders, we've talked about the players though, but this is just something to keep in mind as we go forward. This is a, a time when even demits become viable because of their consistent floors. They may not hit those 14 points like heel, but if you have a, a player that nets you 10 points over two games, that's a solid score in a lot of, in a lot of respects, especially if it's a lower cost guy that lets you have money freed up to get somebody big up top as a forward or another paired up midfielder or two paired up midfielders like that. So uh, just keep those in mind. We'll cover that more likely in another double game week when we have more teams uh, as options to choose from, but yeah, bonus points, bonus points, very important for DGWs. All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone who joined us tonight, uh, new and returning. Uh, so it was good to see so many names, new names in the chat as well. Uh, we're going to wrap things up as usual with our plugs, Christian. Uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord uh, is my plug, as always. It's just the greatest thing ever invented in the world. Ashley. I'm going to plug Discord, too. You know, it's been so nice to to see MLS Fantasy Twitter handle back and everything Skylar's been doing and everyone else involved with that. But um, the work that the guys and gals in Discord put into call-ups, yellow card accumulations, these things that really matter, you know, when you're getting into the, the nitty-gritty of, of making a team. Um, it's just so awesome, and I'm so appreciative of it. So shout-out to everybody that's there, but also involved with all that stuff. Yes, uh, and I, I cannot take credit for the Discord. I definitely help steward it now, but I was not the one who actually started it. So uh, you guys have a lot of credit for building it up to where it was older Golder and, and everybody there who, uh, uh, wrong, who, who've helped with everything to, to get that where it needs to be as the fantastic place that it is. So the discord is awesome. Again, you can check that out. MLSFancyBoss.com slash discord. 
Also, big shout out to all of our patrons who are listening. There is a winner for the the Patreon poll for what our magnet is going to be. And that is the what I'm calling the MLSFI FC Cincinnati logo. It is blue and orange. I did not request that. The artist did it on his own. Uh, It is a shield with a it's it's logo option number two. I'll tweet it out later, but that is the one that won the magnet voting. And so really excited to to, to get that ordered once we have our, our second vote for the, the button later later this year. Uh, but if you want to know how to become a supporter of Patreon and of the show from through Patreon and learn more about that project, head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. You can learn more about it there, the various swag and tiers and fun things that we offer, including the Pro Rail League this year. Uh, also, big shout out to everyone who helps out with MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, Tyler has been doing great work this year, not only on the Mega Reference, but also with his differential articles that have been pretty fun, I think. And yeah. uh, check that out each week as we have that out there. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you guys already plugged everything so much. It's just such a pleasure to be a part of uh, this fun fantasy game with everybody who's participating. Glad to see the, the scores, the results, the feedback. You guys are fantastic. And as always, good luck. Good <laughs> luck.